Hey guys, I'm Erika and I'm back with the second episode of Content Breakthrough. As we discussed in our previous episode, in this series you'll meet some great content marketing experts who will talk about their inspiring stories and how they had their content breakthrough. So, welcome to the second episode of our podcast Content Breakthrough. You are listening to the podcast Content Breakthrough. Hey guys, our guest for today is Barbara. She's the senior content strategist at Rock Content. So, being a marketer myself, I have learned a lot from Rock Content's valuable and informative content, and I'm really excited to meet a member behind it. And in this episode, we'll talk about content marketing strategies, SEO tactics, and of course, Barbara's breakthrough as a content marketer. So, let's begin. Hi Barbara. Erica, thank you so much uh for the opportunity to talk to you. I'm very excited to be here today and I hope we can share some really interesting breakthroughs as content marketers. Yes, of course. So, like where are you based currently? So, I'm I live in Brazil right now. I am Brazilian okay. and okay. I currently live in Belo Horizonte. It's my hometown and okay. I don't know if a lot of people know Belo Horizonte, but it's uh it's a pretty cool city. A lot okay. of yummy foods here and okay. yeah. So that's where I'm based right now. That's exciting. So, uh we'll just start with the uh, an introduction. You can just go ahead and introduce yourself. Awesome. So, like you mentioned, my name is Barbara Santos. Uh nowadays I work at Rock Content. It's a mar- content marketing company. Uh we started the company was founded in 2013 in Brazil and now we are working with a global strategy in different markets. We have uh offices in Forlatum and we have the North okay. American offices and okay. I'm a senior content strategist. I've been working with content planning and strategy since I joined Rock, which was exactly 3 years ago. That's a pretty long time. So, yeah. how's it going? Do you enjoy writing content or creating content? I do. And it's funny, <laughs> I love to answer that question because I think every single one of us that uh are working in the creative market as ourselves like what am I doing yeah. do I enjoy this every single time I go back to I love content and the more I get to understand content and like the digital setup there especially after the pandemic how we became so important the right. more I learn the more I dive into it and see what other companies are doing and learning about it the more I love it so every t- I I tell people that sometimes that I work with I'm like do I love doing this I love creating content <laughs> so it's fun it's fun I really enjoy it okay so interestingly you know when I see most of a rock uh, content blogs they are you no know, mostly ranking on the first page and firstly being on the first page of search results is amazing and that's great and I would really like to you know understand the journey how did it start and how long did it take to actually get there what was the strategy like uh, could you just walk us through the process so interesting thing um i wasn't part of the marketing team for for rock um okay the rock the, the marketing team since 2013 our found one of our founders his name is vitor pesang he was one of the he was the started the blog in 2013 right. as a raw content blog and then became content marketing for the brazilian uh audience but even being not being a member in the marketing team and being on the everyday strategies and analysis something i think runs in the dna company right. is that 
creating creating a marketing a content marketing strategy it's about connecting the dots and making sure we're checking the vitals so the team worked relentlessly in creating optimized and quality content since 2013. It's funny, if we take a look at Rock's blog, you can actually see, see the screenshots and how everything was being created. And creating quality content and testing and learning has been, I think, okay. the greatest structure for creating Rock, which it is today. So from 2013 to 2015, Rock grew the traffic. And let me take a step back and also mention that Rock knew what they wanted to take out of the strategy. So first, we needed to tell the market, hey, you need to know what Rock is and then what content marketing is. So creating that a strategy that first was focused in branding awareness and then after that, making sure it's optimized and it was growing and all the, the technical details that we can spend, I don't know, hours talking about it and then focusing on revenue and recognition in the market. It was pretty important to the strategy and overall getting into to being the top of mind because it's funny uh, for three languages now portuguese spanish and english you type i don't know any keyword in a digital marketing uh, right. cluster you're gonna find a blog post from rock so it's a combination of, of factors and a lot of patience and analysis and making sure we are going in the right direction and having a plan for it. If you read about blog strategy and history, you're going to see a lot of people talking about, hey, we had to be patient. Hey, we, we had to be patient to grow. So, right. And it runs in our DNA. That's what we tell a lot of people. It's going to happen, but be patient. Yeah. So it's a long journey and there are a lot of bricks to come yes. together. Yep. So, so what are the key things that you think uh, that's very necessary to build a strategy, especially when it comes to SEO? Come on the first page of Google. So uh, what do you say uh, would be the key things? Um, know your audience. We don't ask for personas and we don't do personas research. Um, for nothing, we have to know the personas. You have to know who you're competing against. When we talk about competitive, the competitive landscape, it doesn't have to be just your market competitors because right. not even your market competitors know that they have to be on the top of the SERP. But know your SERP competitors, know your, your market competitors, understand and take some time to understand what's the best strategy the right keywords that you should focus, what's the investment that you can make, because everything is an investment. So you're going to need people to manage well the technical SEO, the content SEO. There's a lot of factors that play into creating a good strategy and a strategy that it's going to bring revenue and, and help you achieve that goal. But know your audience, understand what's the topic that makes a difference for them, do a lot of research, a lot of research, and track, track, track every single metric that matters to you. Because one of the the things that I like to explain to people, like creating a, a content strategy and thinking about SEO as well, is linking. It's looking to the future and looking at the past. So I need to understand where I'm gonna go and what do I need and what have I done? Did it work? Did it yeah. not? The digital landscape changes and it's very dynamic. So you have to kind of like be able to calibrate as you go, but as well as kind of like work with the future and the past at the same time. So of course. yeah, so that's my takeaway yeah. from Just, this. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah so basically it's a lot of analytics you know analyze what you do track everything and just uh, learn from your mistakes from your mistakes be willing to change and pay a lot of attention yeah. to the vitals because the vitals on your website your blog and uh tackle opportunities right keywords it's so interesting to see because seasonality plays a huge role on it we rely on a lot of um the behavior of our audience so there's a lot that a keywords that will come go down by the end of the year and yeah. coming back so you have yeah. to understand what people you're talking to and your goals otherwise you're just creating random content to random yeah. keywords they're never going to bring um so while we're on that so about keywords so like you said in the beginning of the year it's it's a lot <laughs> then by the end it goes down So uh, what's the process of gathering how do you figure out like which is the right keyword for rocks content or to reach the right audience so how does that work like i said i i i wasn't on the marketing team for rock but okay. i had the opportunity to work with multiple companies and different strategies and we always start with what are the terms that when you think about your ideal client should be on top of their mind like if a person if they type a certain keyword what's that keyword that you want to be on top to solve that problem this is a very obvious question and people will like let's just say um for raw content for example we want to rank for content marketing but right. behind that content marketing uh keyword there's a lot of questions and other keywords that we should explore because they are connected. So there's a right. lot of topics that Rock and any other company they want to be known. They want to be uh on the top of the mind of their audience. So mapping those topics that you want to be in the number one position of search and you want to be recognized as a authority in your industry in your field. That's the first exercise that I would recommend. and also streamline based on your marketing campaign which one of the products that uh we're going to be talking about because from there we're going to create a marketing funnel a content marketing funnel right. so we're going to map things that people are could possibly be um looking for to educate themselves about a problem that they have or something that they're considering or when they're ready to buy something So understanding those topics, understanding what do you want to what's the how do you connect that to the marketing strategy if it's a product, it's a service, what do you want to be recognized in the market? And then from there it's a it's a matter of a breakdown from coming to right. coming from I have a audio software company. Um, right. And you go from and then yeah. taking the steps back to understand how do the people come to the conclusion that they need a, an audio software what's the first problem that comes in, into their mind and it's an right. interesting exercise because you start <laughs> like to ask questions like before i make the decision of opening a opening an, a bank account what's the first yeah. thing that i want to do i want to save money yeah. i want to invest so uh that little so, journey that yeah that <laughs> yeah the but, user does it's it's pretty interesting and that helps a lot creating 
a journey for the keywords. I think that's a very good example of a bank account because yeah, it it gets people to think, why do I need a bank account? So they actually go through the entire process. The entire process of SD themselves, like I don't know. For me, it's really interesting because <laughs> when you're comparing banking accounts, it's like yeah, but we're going through a huge uh, thing here in Brazil. A lot of fintechs are doing a really great job as digital bank accounts and it's like whoa but they have a best they're a 100 digital why digital bank account why is it better right. so that exercise and it's all about knowing your uh your audience or persona and your product too so making right. those connections i think uh will lead you to your first list of keywords and from there it's a matter of creating clusters and a very structured strategy too so yeah i think that was really good takeaway <laughs> about uh, you know understanding the keywords and figuring out basically the topics what what content you have to write about if i have to ask like we usually we as content marketers have editorial calendar in place so what's an efficient like i think you almost answered that question <laughs> so Uh, any tips from your side, you know, uh, about creating an editorial con- content? I think editorial calendars in general are all about planning ahead, and they're mm-hmm. essential. So, if you're doing content marketing, if you're working with different formats and different channels, and even if you're working with one channel only, create yeah. a plan. And creating that plan, I think the first exercise is to understand for your audience what are the most important dates and if you're working right. with b2c there's plenty of dates that you should be right in front of your user i don't know black friday christmas mother's day and if you're a b2b do you have any events that are important that should be on your calendar and you have to plan ahead and when i talk about planning ahead it's knowing those dates that there's a message that you need to deliver that day because of the time we as content marketers we work well and against the clock too when it comes to timing and plan ahead it's also a matter of keeping the engine going too so your writers are going to be in a very consistent strategy too so making sure you have planned how the formats are going to talk together so if today i publish a really interesting article should i distribute that through my social channels or email next week how does that going to play out give your time to publish and even create the content and starting from scratch like coming from the idea to the delivery day how how much time do you need with the resources that you have planning the resources is crucial so you don't right. get a an empty calendar in the end of the month understanding your resources understanding the dates that you have to deliver to your audience and make sure your calendar reflects on how connect your strategy is that's the first i think three things that i think when i think about an editorial calendar that sounds good i think it's more of creating a storyline right yes to <laughs> absolutely Yeah. There's a story that so, we're going to tell. Um so it's like which part will go out live on which day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And how does that continues from right. Something that I created last week and right. I engaged the right people the right way in the right channel. It's right. a huge puzzle. And it's a puzzle <laughs> to put together but it's yeah. like oh my god there's so much. Yeah, but 
and anyway it's very interesting and i think it's a creative thing to do you know just outlining the storyline understanding your audience and thinking what they actually want <laughs> because we can tell a story through i don't know yeah. something very i love what's happening on tiktok right now because companies are i don't i don't think it's just companies but we're all thinking of a more authentic way to deliver yeah. the content that we want to and then you go to linkedin for example and you tell a story through only words but then you move yeah. to tiktok and you have the video and that <laughs> visual aspect and then on instagram you can bring imagery to tell the same story so i like your takeaway it's very creative it's yeah. very interesting to see yeah. how one right. topic could uh we could work in yeah. so many different formats which is your favorite format something you really like this is a hard question because i love audio i love audio i think working with audio it's something that i don't know we're leaving that again I, as a kid, my, a radio station, my dream was to have a job at a radio station. Radios at home were like my best friend. And so okay. I, Barbara, love audio. And I think it's a very easy way to, not easy, but it's an interesting way to deliver content to people because you can be side right. by side with them all the time without asking them to be in front of something and paying attention. And it's very, works with your imagination a lot, especially to tell a story. Of um, I've been a it huge does. fan of video too, but yeah. I think audio is my favorite. It also allows you to multitask. Yes, to multitask. I... And like the, the, the imagination side, the other yeah. day, I think I was looking at Spotify's top, I think podcast from the year i think it's a chart that they okay. have and they're all true crime stories like, oh all the top podcasts are true crime stories and i don't listen a lot of to true crime <laughs> stories but that to me was like people like to like it's it's, it's interesting interesting and it works with your imagination like you're not telling me that the per you're telling me that the person wore like a black dress but there's i don't know there's a different energy so i think audio it's fun. Even even I love audio. Okay, so uh, my next question to you is: I'm not sure. Rock is all about B two C, right? It's uh, and it's about B two B as well. So, what kind of content works good for B two B, and what type of content works good for B two C? This question it's really interesting, and I think my first answer it's the most annoying answer that any marketer would <laughs> give away. It depends. Uh, okay, <laughs> but. Um, I can assume that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so you know, like, yeah, it depends. And it's not, yeah. like, everybody's favorite answer, but, sorry, it's the truth. It depends. But I think the... When I think about, like, different formats, I'm, I always try to think of what's the overall goal behind that person? Why is that person looking at my content? Or what should I... What's the goal of the content that I'm creating? So... When we are talking about B2C, there's a huge need of inspiring B2B connections and getting them to reflect on the need of a certain topic. So I am trying to tell a leader or another company that they should be aware of a certain trend or of a certain topic or of a certain software. So I'm trying to make them to understand that need. And I think a written content like an article or blog posts that talk a lot that have that thought leadership format 
I think they work really well. Email, I am not the person that says that email has died because I don't <laughs> believe that. I think email is very, very much alive. And it's yeah. a good way to reach out to this, these people. When it comes to B2C, and I, when I think about B2C right away, the first thing that I think is it has to be relatable. All content has yeah, to okay. be relatable, but B2C people have to see themselves in that content. And the easier I can make it to my audience and the more entertaining way that I can get their attention. So videos, if you're going to teach something, if you're going to reflect on something, if you're going to create like a type of a conversation with your audience and imagery. And I think the, the way the social channels are working right now, we have one that works with imagery, the other one that works with video, the other one that basically delivers short articles like LinkedIn, those would be my bad. And audio too. I think audio for both. And we're seeing that with the podcasts. I think podcasts are, uh, it's, it's my favorite, one of my favorite trends. I think it resonates really well with both of the audience, B2B to B2C. But if I were to bet on the formats, that's my thought process. That's interesting. So I think with the, the B2C, we can go wide, right? Yes. But uh, for B2B, we have to be really specific. Yeah, very specific and very, uh, I like to call it in like, I don't know if consultant way is the right word, but there's a different way that we have to approach these people and be very right, mindful right. Of, of their time. Um, of course. We're not trying to entertain, we're trying to be very hmm. informative. So I always think about that too. And create tools. Creating tools, like I work with interactive content right now. And my favorite approach is try to, hey, can I make a tool that's going to make you create your make your decision faster awesome and it's very useful too so um that's another approach that i have that i have been thinking about lately and for the b2b market too um uh, is that can you create a tool that's going to make their life easier someone else's life easier yeah. make the decision and reflection so yeah so like uh, when we create a funnel for for any content marketing strategy how do you go about that what are the steps and what type of content format try to fit in a funnel layer i love this question <laughs> because it's like we're all making that exercise every day but it doesn't matter if you're creating a content a content marketing plan for the same company for the past year or you're in the, the situation that I am working for a company that works with uh, different projects. Mm -hmm. My thought process, the first two things that I have to, to know is the company, the product itself, the marketing goals, and the audience. And from there, like I've mentioned before, I go to competitive analysis because what are you all doing? How can I bring something different to the table? It's not just a matter of coming to the top 10 uh, search queries on Google, but what can I make that's going to be different and make sure that people want to read or watch or listen what we as a company have to say. So I do a lot of competitive analysis and I use different tools and I like to understand the behavior behind that user. So one fun thing that happened to me a couple months ago, I had to create a content marketing strategy. It was for an audience that I've never worked with. And the first thing that I did was I need to understand to the extent of my possibilities, what's the journey that this, this user goes? Like, what does happen? What kind of emotions? What do they want? What they're looking for? How does that specific product or experience is going to play a role in their, in their life? So... After understanding that whole world, then I move to specific topics and formats. 
So the competitive, uh, kind of like the competitive research that I do also gives me an idea of certain topics that will work well in a written content format. Should it be a list? Should it be a how-to? Should it be an educational content that's going to tell you everything that you should know? And then I go to, should it be a guide? Should it be an email? Should it be an infographic? Should it be an ebook? Should it be a video? So that you start kind of like breaking down and, and then I devise on which formats and which channels and coming back to the content marketing funnel, that's the topics and the formats. That's when we're going to know how do they fit into people that understanding that they have a problem until they yes, I have a problem and you have the best product or something that can solve my problems, like fix it to, to the decision stage. And it's a matter of breaking down and making those analysis. Without that, without making, taking those steps, I get really lost. Sometimes it's like, what am I doing? So yeah, those are my favorite uh, steps and parts and to making sure I have, I built like a funnel. What do you think is the key to success in content marketing? Or let me just put it another way. Maybe what are the important lessons you have learned as a content marketer and you think it's really crucial for each person? So I keep thinking about this because the metrics will tell me if I am in the right path. And knowing the metrics okay. that I that I have to analyze in content marketing will tell me if I'm in the right path. If people are um, are interested in what we have to say in in such a competitive world as we have right now in content marketing, especially digital channels in general. But one thing that keeps me every day reflecting on it, how do you crack the code of what's the ideal content for your audience? And that's the key to success in content marketing for me, because we're going to have different tactics and different strategies that we can play it out to get the word out there. But cracking the code of the ideal content, and when I talk about the ideal content, I'm not talking about, should I, should I create videos instead of audio? Should I create videos for YouTube or TikTok? Should I create a podcast? Or should I create, I don't know, audios to work with my blog post? It's not just about that. It's understanding the ideal content of what do people in your audience, what what does your stakeholders want to listen? Do they want you to be very consultative and yeah. tell them what's next, what to do? Do they want to be educated about something? Do they want to learn about a technology? Do they want to learn about your software? Do they want to be advised? Do they want to have kind of like a more in, informative content? Do they want to laugh? Do they want, what do they want to know? And how do they want to feel? Crack that yeah. code of the ideal content. It's, it's really yeah. tough. So that's me, it, uh, the key to success in content marketing. So basically you have to figure out the emotion of the your emotion audience. The emotion and the goal of your audience. Yeah. Like, what do they want out of this? Um, and it's really hard. Yeah, that's interesting. But uh, that should be fun. <laughs> that should be re really fun. Yeah. 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 Really so it's, it's about SEO. So how crucial do you think SEO is in content marketing? They go hand in hand. It's interesting because uh, working at Rock has put me in a spot of, that's obvious, but it's not. Because <laughs> we that live in, in, that, in that world, 
um, talking about SEO and seeing that playing how that plays out and how that's important every day. It to yeah. me is like, oh my god, it's obvious they they go hand in hand. But I think there's a there's a need in the, uh, there's a lot of uh, of companies and content marketers and marketers in general that are understanding how they depend on each other. Quote from a blog post that Rock um, wrote uh, last year. And I wanted to read for, for you because to me, that was the, the perfect way to, ex to, to show how crucial they are. Content keeps people on the page. And SEO is a great way to get people there in the first place. So when we combine this strategy, we're thinking about increasing traffic, but we need people to stay and read the yes. content and come back and strengthen, strengthen our authority and offer the best possible user experience through the content and the, the, the content experience in general. But we depend on each other. So we need the tactic, tactics and strategies to make sure we're going to get people there and content's going to make them stay. So when I read that, I was like, this is the best way. They're different processes. Uh, it, it's important yeah. to highlight that. They're, they're different processes. They're different factors that play for a good SEO strategy and a good content in terms of quality, but they go together. They go together and that's um, how crucial they are. Yeah, so it's, it's a big game. It's a big game. <laughs> so, oh, that's my favorite question. Uh, as a content marketer, when did you have a breakthrough? And what happened? How exactly did it happen? I, I need to know the details. <laughs> So, um, for the past five, five years, yeah, almost five years, I had a couple of big breakthroughs, but one of my favorite ones was, and I actually wrote this on my phone because I was walking down the street and I was thinking about like content marketing and the stuff that we do and how can we do it better and different and how can we deliver the best strategies. Content marketing is not a wheel of fortune yeah. and... That's something that to me was very like, I myself need to process that. And I spent a couple of days processing that because I work with content strategies that were heavily focused on SEO up to last year. And this year I started working with interactive content. And when I talk about not being a wheel of fortune is whatever marketing strategy or company strategy your, your company has, things have to work well together. And it's not about picking one or the other. So I'm going to invest only in interactive content. No, I'm going to invest only in social media. No, I'm going to do. Oh, no, it's I'm not telling you that you have to do and you have to create like 200 blog posts a month and a weekly podcast and a YouTube video channel. No, it's about making sure things work well together and they are combined because we're going to depend um, it's like a chain. Once you understand your audience, you're going to create the visuals and the, the right text for, for them. And you're going to create the right video. And then you're going to have a strategy. It's a big chain. And in the early stages, I've seen company. And when I talk about early stages, I talk about mine. I've seen a lot of company that, companies that were like, yeah, I'm going to do just social. And I'm going to do just email. No, it's not a wheel of fortune. You don't just don't pick one and go with it. It's a matter of understanding the right one and making sure they work well together and we tell the story. Yeah. That was my biggest big breakthrough. And 
it also happened because switching from one strategy to another, coming from SEO to interactive, it was so um, important to understand like the systemic view that we have to have as content marketers, because I started facing branding strategies, something that as a content marketing focus on SEO, we didn't do that much. And then I started facing so many user experience and UX writing. There's so many things that I had to be very mindful and understand how everything works as a chain and comes comes together. That to me was like, yeah, it's not my wheel of fortune either. I don't get to pick only one thing that I want to know about. As a, a content marketer, I have to be very open-minded and make sure all my skills are uh, working well together. So yeah, I think to your answer, there's two perspectives on this, but I started seeing things coming together and how they work okay. in instead of, yeah, I'm going to pick this one. Nope, not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> so you keep everything together. You'll be... Keep everything together. Yeah. <laughs> in the end, I am reading a book I don't know if you ever heard about this book. It's called The Content Trap. Oh, and, no, I haven't. And it's it's very, it's a book that, you know those books that you read and you're like, I need some time to digest and make <laughs> sure I understand what they're saying because it's so powerful. But one of the things that they talk about in the book, it's creating connections. And <laughs> it was another breakthrough for me that thanks to the book, I was able to get into words. In the end, we're, we're trying to make connections. We're trying to make a connection right. with the audience. And that's the power of content too. And that to me became so strong and so powerful that I usually tell companies that content marketing is pretty serious. You're creating connections. Yeah. People are relying on you to make yeah. sure they get their information right. They're making the right choice for whatever their life is uh, going towards. It could be a product. It could be a service that they want to hire. If It could be a software that's going to help them. I don't know. But thinking about the connections that you were creating through different formats and platforms, it's, it was one of the breakthroughs for me too, to be like, hey, this is my point of connection, my point of educating, informing. Uh, being consultative or whatever it is that it's your strategy. Uh, okay, so we have this last round. Okay. So it's it's interesting. It's a lightning round. I'll oh. just ask a question and whatever comes to your mind, just say it. Okay, so what's your favorite content marketing tool? Oh, I don't have one. That's a problem. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I love SEMrush and SEO okay. analysis tools like mm. I work with SEM Rush more than any other ones and mm. anything that keeps me organized like Google Keep, uh, Trello, Asana, anything that helps me organize <laughs> and interactive content has been one of my favorite tools because I discover like a whole new world with interactive yeah. so those three are my favorites I think. Okay uh, one thing you did this month and you were very pleased about it. So I think I told the story before about the strategy that I had to create for an audience that to me was very challenging and I couldn't think about. So doing the research and coming with um, the strategy and how we're going to create that content that connects in motion and reason and all that coming together, I think was my favorite thing from the past month. So strategize for an audience that was completely different from any other consumer 
was my favorite part. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, one last question. One quality that every content marketer should have. If I have one, I'm going to say a chain. Um, okay. Be very curious. Um, everything is dynamic and we're learning a lot. Listen to your audience, to yourself, to your peers, to your leaders, and be humble and patient. Uh, we don't know everything. We're never going to know everything. And it's our job to listen and transfer that to something that's very useful to anybody in any way. And be patient. Yeah. Content marketing is about learning and creating the right connections. And that takes time. That takes time. So I could bring everything in one uh, thought process that would be. Okay. So that's it. <laughs> now, now you can quickly tell people where they can find you and oh, have a I'm chat LinkedIn. with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. You can search for Barbara, Barbara Santos, that's my name, or Barbara Rock Content. And send I love message. your name, by the way. <laughs> ah, thank you. Um, yeah. And... Yeah, we'll chat there and we'll create connections. I'm always on LinkedIn, so <laughs> it's probably the social media that I, that I spend most of my time. But I love reading the stories, making connections like we just did. So thank you so much for having me. Thank you for the opportunity to talk about content marketing. Uh, it's something that I'm very passionate about and I miss having that space to kind of like share the yeah. struggles and the challenges and uh, the win of course market. so thank you very much for having me thank you thank you for coming because it was really nice and it's a pleasure talking to you and I love the way you're so excited about this podcast <laughs> <laughs> I am very excited in general but uh, I was very excited about this like, yeah. talking about content marketing I wish I could talk every day about it so yeah fun. We will soon be back with another episode of Content Breakthrough. Stay tuned.